Great job, team. Head back to base for debriefing and cocktails. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a few questions. Are planes just cars with wings? <laughs> is a license to kill, excuse me, if a license to kill is also a license not to kill, then is a license to drive also a license not to drive? Is brain damage that serious? <laughs> oh my God. I'm not sure. But me and my co-hosts are going to talk about that and the and some other things for an unreasonably long amount of time. So if you would please join us for a very special episode of Debriefing and Cocktails with my co-host Sergio Lugo. <laughs> I'm I'm going to need you to think of one of those little 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 speeches for every one of these fucking movies and we're going to reboot this entire podcast. <laughs> All right, oh, I'll, wait, I'll get, I'll get on. <laughs> no, we don't do those at all. Reed just pulled that shit out of his ass. I'm doing great, Reed. Excellent. And why this is a special edition, other <laughs> than it being Spectre and it's special, is because we have somebody who I'm unapologetically happy. I can't, I can't work that in. I'm sorry. Oh, thank you. Jarius is here. Listen. I was not prepared for that. That was so good. <laughs> that was so good. Well, thank you. That, I appreciate it. This is one of the many reasons that Reed Walker has my undying love. Hey. hey this, all the, all this the is my guy. Trust me, that wears off. <laughs> yes, small, small doses, yada, yada, yada. So, guys, well, as I said, we're here to talk about Spectre. This is the last in a long, long line of movies. And I'm so happy for the wrong reasons to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jarius, like you, you, you're kind of uh, you, you've got the, the luck on your side here. You didn't have to watch all 23 of these other movies. Just to be on this show, so so, so congrats to you. Thank you. So <laughs> just to be I, I, you and I talked about this podcast a while back, and I didn't. I think it was really early, maybe on your third or fourth episode. And when you told me what the concept was behind this, I just remember thinking, "Shit, good luck with that." <laughs> like <laughs> I, I've watched several of them. I, my first James Bond was Brosnan. So I watched all of those. Boom. I've watched some of the Sean Connery ones. Uh, I didn't watch any of the Roger Moore ones. And I, I just, after the Sean Connery ones, I was like, Look, he's a good bud, but I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm a fan of this entire franchise. So for you guys to take on that mass undertaking, just kudos to you. How many of them did you have to rent on, like, Amazon? Uh, we didn't have to rent any of them. Yeah, Reed caught them on sale on Vudu, and we just 
have them on Vudu, and we watch them on the same account. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. I'll, oh, cool. I'll take collection. You know, just in case we want to watch them twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Digis. Oh, man. Here's my problem. Like, I had never seen any of these damn things, right? (laughs) So I was thinking, oh, this is going to be fun. Action movies, you know, British people, cool. Reed had seen all of them and still said yes. Oh, so Reed is a super fan. I just thought this was like a random thing you guys embarked on together. I I was a super fan. I (laughs) would. I'm still a fan. But boy, howdy, would I not watch two thirds of these ever again if I don't have to, outside of some weird nostalgic reasons. Yeah, there's maybe five to ten that I would probably sit down. Well, I guess that's more than probably five or six then. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I was younger, I used to love Tomorrow Never Dies. First of all, I, I, thought I did too. Cool. Yeah, the, the I thought the title was always cool, and I just remembered thinking that movie was so cool when I was young and I haven't seen it since then so I'm not sure how well it has aged it hasn't aged well (laughs) I remember that being my favorite one up until Skyfall well Tomorrow Never Dies is fine especially if you already have a a love for Brosnan you'd probably think it was fine uh, if if, if we're talking about Spectre though if if we are yeah yeah because that's why we're here right Mm-hmm. Well, Jarius, since you're the guest co-host, why don't you lead us off with what you thought about it? If the one thing that works against Spectre for me is that it comes right on the heel of um, the heels of Skyfall. And Skyfall, I, I've never talked about it on a podcast before. I don't even think I've talked to Sergio about it before. As far as action movies go, that's one of my favorite action spy thriller movies I've ever seen. Um, and what it does is kind of humanize it. It makes Bond mortal to me, and it kind of works for the movie. This one is, like, it has some good action uh, portions in it, but they kind of dial it back in favor of the spy stuff and um, kind of originally they didn't know if Daniel Craig was going to come back, and you kind of see it when you watch the movie. And to me, <laughs> Daniel Craig kind of half-asses it throughout the movie. Like, you can tell <laughs> this dude this dude is fucking tired of being James Bond. And you see it several t- times throughout. And um, for it to be this murderous boy for three movies, and he lets the bad guy live at the end, it kind of is like, eh, maybe one we we can get him back and we can really wrap this up. But just in case this is it for him, this will be it for this bond as well. And so it's kind of an incomplete movie to me in that vein. Like I understand the story beats. I understand the story where they were taking everything as far as bond and his romantic adventures and all of that. But it's not, it's not the finale that uh, no time left to die. It's going to be. And so just as a movie, I remember when I saw it way back when it came out, because I was there like opening night. I remember seeing it and being like, ah, it was fine. It it looks incomplete. And those feelings stayed with me when I watched it this time. It just feels like an incomplete movie. It feels like um, an intermission of sorts before you get to the actual end. Hmm. That's probably a good way to I, I like that. 
I like that concept of a intermission before left no time to die. That'll, I'm, I'm, I can go with that. Okay. Okay. So I agree with a lot of what you just said. Like, yeah, Daniel Craig is not amazing in this one. Um, he, he did kind of seem checked out. Um, I do. However, I do really dig the spy work in this one. Yeah, yeah, it does have some good spy. Uh, a lot of the action sequences kind of fall flat because they're kind of traditional. Like a car, a car chase is a traditional action sequence. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it can there, there's a ceiling as to how exciting a car chase can be. What what I completely disagree with you on is this feeling like some sort of incomplete movie. I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like this movie brings finality to Daniel Craig's Bond in a way that we haven't seen in any of the other like last movies that, you know, the 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 actors were in. So like like what was the one with the like, look, there's no finality in A View to a Kill. No. Nope. There's no finality in Diamonds Are Forever. Or Never Say Never Again, depending on how you want to frame that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like License to Kill. License to Kill. What's the What's the one that Brosnan die did? Die Another it's Day. The, 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 yeah, the, the Ice Heist or whatever. <laughs> yeah, die, yeah like, that's, that's it. Yeah, so, so like this one felt like the story had come to an end and him not killing that dude at the end signified that. You know, I'm putting away this life and I'm choosing mm-hmm. to walk away from being a double O uh, and him not killing him is 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 the symbolic move there. And had this been his last Bond movie, I feel like that's a beautiful way to wrap it up. Hmm. And them tacking on this, what, fifth movie now? Is it five? Yeah, it's five. Yeah, like, it I I feel like they might be fucking this up. Really? Yeah, I, I, I really like Spectre. It has some dumb shit in it. Like it, it, it does have some hokey uh, James Bond tropes or just J- yeah, James Bond isms that Skyfall does not have. You know what's funny about that? This mm-hmm. wasn't even the anniversary movie. Skyfall was, and it mm-hmm. seems like they took the anniversary movie approach with Spectre over Skyfall. Maybe it's because this is the introduction of Spectre in this universe. Um, so I don't know what the deal is with that, but yeah, I do agree. There was a lot of stuff that I kind of would have expected in Skyfall, considering, like I said, that was the anniversary movie, and Spectre wasn't, but they just put it all in Spectre for some reason. Well, well, again, again, if if you have Daniel Craig on the books for one more movie, and you want it to be the big, exciting climax where he finally fights Spectre, or mm-hmm. whatever version of Spectre they're talking about, like that, that's clearly your finale, right? Mm-hmm. Where do you, where do you go? Like where do you go after Spectre? So th- they th- they did the right move. I ju- I just don't. I feel like I feel like they left it open ended because and if correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, is it Sean Mendes? Not it's not Sean Mendes. That's a singer, right? That's a singer. Yeah, it's Sam. Yeah. Sam, Sam Mendes. I remember Sam Mendes and Sony wanting him to come back and but sam mendes was kind of up in the air about it sony definitely wanted both of them to come back and do one more movie sam said something along the lines that he did have another movie in mind and really it was just about begging daniel craig to come back and i guess in that vein 
as they're making the movie, even though he's saying he's out, they know everybody has a price. And they <laughs> knew they were going to throw a boatload of money at him. And they're like, look, no, it's, it, I, and this is just me speculating, but maybe the studio came in and told Sam, look, don't kill him. Figure out an open-ended ending, <laughs> just in case. But we're pretty much going to throw all the money at this guy to get him to come back just for one more movie. And by all the money, I mean like Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man money <laughs> is what, mm. uh, Dane, what Dane Craig is getting paid. So I, I, maybe it's because I, I had a little, um, a little knowledge of what was going on behind the scenes that made me feel like that. Maybe I went in a little bit jaded because of that mm-hmm. um but yeah it, it just it it always felt like another movie to me and then sometime after this one came out they announced it and i'm like okay this is really it and even the previews look like this is gonna be the big finale or whatever so maybe that's why i feel that way however thinking back on the movie i can understand your viewpoint on it as well yeah yeah like sam mendez is not a so is not he didn't do anything on this new movie, so. Oh wait, so he didn't come back at all on it. For for no time to die, no, yeah. he's not. Yeah, he's See, not. Part so of it. this one I'm coming in. This out of all these movies, this is the one I choose to come in green on. <laughs> like I've stopped watching <laughs> trailers, stopped reading about it, everything. <clears throat> yeah, the, the 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 director on No Time to Die is going to be the same dude who did uh, it. Oh wait, uh-huh. wait, he did both of the it's. He did it. That sounds funny. Um, he he did it, man. <laughs> so uh, you're talking about 2017, it right? Yeah, yeah. It chapter one, yeah. It chapter one. Yeah. So did he do one and two? Nope. Nope. Oh god. It, it, okay. It was the last movie he did. Oh my god. Because if he did chapter two, I'm like, we got a fifty fifty chance here. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Okay. Now I'm even more excited because yeah. I like that guy. Like. To, to, to Reed's point, like, which Reed it hasn't officially made a point yet, but <laughs> I haven't. Sorry, to, to, to his to his point in the <laughs> intro, like, yeah, yeah, like there, all of the things that he mentioned are real fucking dumb. But <laughs> I feel yeah. like though the, all of the dumb things, Inspector, are not movie breaking dumb. You know, they're they're like almost throwbacks to a dumber time in james bond's history because a lot of that stuff you could you could actually i could see a lot of that shit happening in a roger moore movie just saying go ahead Reed. let me make a case for how you're wrong about Uh -uh. it being dumb because probably the number one dumb to me in this movie really is probably the brain damage thing when i when they have that scene and it's supposed to be really tense. It's in this really sterile. It's in this really actually like the setting of that room where where he drills into his head and all. It's actually kind of an unsettling room to me. Like the lighting of it, the aesthetic around. It's kind of like oh shit, like this this some this some shit. If we thought that you know naked tied to a chair getting his balls whacked scene was <laughs> terrible, I'm I'm a, I'm a little differently concerned in this scene now. And he drills into his skull two different times, commenting on how it makes him forget people. This is his whole plan, how it messes with your balance and your ability to do motor functions, what have you, whatever he actually says. And then in within that scene, 
he has the mental capacity to set his explosive watch, make a plan for her to throw it and it explode and then go outside and basically just be a dude in an FPS just taking out the NPCs <laughs> with minimal effort. And that then shoot, a good explanation. <laughs> and shoot something perfectly and explodes the whole thing. I mean, what the fuck was the last scene about then? Why do we even care now? That scene is meaningless. Why'd you even put it in the damn movie? <sighs> okay. All right. All right. Here we go. You put it in the movie because you need tension. And if if you listen to Christoph Waltz's character, what's his name? Blofeld. When uh-huh. when he says, you know, when he explains to him what this will do to him, you know, most of it is like you're going to forget what people look like. Mm-hmm. You know, and and, that's, that's and of course, fine. sure. And and the thing about brain surgery and brain damage is everyone's brain is different, and when you drill into it, different things happen. He says. Like Blofeld says, if I do this right, these are going to be the outcomes. That uh, doesn't mean uh, this is guaranteed. I don't I don't like you. Which which that just gives him an out. You know, it's like, oh, well, he didn't hit the right spot. Luckily for Bond. All it does is reinforce Bond's feelings for this blonde chick we just met. Uh, and. Who's like, in love with him two days later, mind you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like. What what it's supposed to do is tell Bond he needs out of this because this situation would have made him not remember the woman he loves. Another woman he that that's a whole other thing too. Another and, woman he loves. Yeah, I'm I'm not saying it's perfect. I I know I know. But and if if we're if we're talking stupid film guy shit, that's exactly what what that scene is supposed to do. It's supposed to teach Bond that he needs out. And and I do. And I'm kind of with you on a lot of what you said. It's just still is so bothersome to me when not, there's no real true result out of the, the circumstances. I get they leaving out fine. But additionally, then I'll just move on to another point. When <laughs> Batista makes his second. uh, Yeah, I guess second appearance on the train uh-huh. to kill Bond. I'm sorry. Did he not have the element of surprise with a gun? Dude. D- did he have a gun? Okay. No, he definitely no. had a gun. Because no, 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 no. He didn't. He did? Which what do you mean I he never, didn't? No, he did not have a gun. Look, I never understood why Batista never came in and just shot him. He wanted to beat his ass and throw him off the train like it was the Royal Rumble or something like that. And for the most part, he did it. He beat James Bond for about five cards. Well, and just was, was did uh-huh. Batista have did Batista have the gun? No, no. Uh, I think the chick had the gun. That's if true. If I'm not mistaken, the uh, yeah, the Bond girl, she had the gun, and they fight because I remember listening like, why didn't he just shoot Bond? Because you know this dude can go right, and so they fought for like five cars, and then she comes out of nowhere and she shoots him in the arm. And he disarms her, never goes to pick up the gun. And he still just wants to kill them both with his bare hands. I don't know what his whole deal was. But, yeah, he, he did not come up. He did not walk up on the most dangerous man in the world with a gun. <laughs> uh, no, I, I didn't. I'm going to – I'm telling you right now because that stood out to me so badly. I'm going to fact check you, but we're going to talk about something sure. else in the meantime. 
well, I, I kind of want to talk about that, that scene. I, I don't uh, know this, if this was that on whole purpose. train scene. Yeah, I don't know if it was on purpose, but it kind of felt like a throwback to the scene where Jaws surprises Bond on a train. It, it yeah, absolutely is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, the one thing I definitely so the fight so everything else about that scene is pretty good to me actually for the record aside from this mm-hmm. mo- the first moments of it um, the no audio other than the train sounds I really like that I thought that yeah, was such nice a touch. really good spe- good really good point wait a minute wait <coughs> just hold a fuck hold up a fucking second uh, we've okay. literally bitched about how. All of the old Bond movies have zero score happening during the action fight sequences. We, uh-huh. we, we've literally bitched about that on at least ten episodes. Yeah. And now a modern movie does not yeah. have a score behind its fight, and you're like, "Good job, clap, clap." Yeah, because modern movies don't do that. It is always soundtracks, just like it used to always be, no audio, and so you hear all and every single footstep ever. It, yeah, it's just a little different. Yeah. And to be fair, it's train tracks. I don't hear their nice fucking wingtip shoes just clacking everywhere. <laughs> right? That's true. The sound effects fit what was happening. And, was, and I'm also watching an entertaining fight, not two motherfuckers slightly linebacker position at each other and like, I'm going to get you. No, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to take this chair and I'm going to get you. Like, ah. Mm-hmm. No. no. No, it's all that's balls compared to what this was. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And and Foley work has gotten a lot better in the past 50 years. So, um, yeah, I do have a while well, well, to the point of what both of you said earlier about like the end of the movie and all that sort of stuff. I do just have an additional issue with Blofeld just not being dead. I do understand it, though. I'll give it to it that they they set it up probably in such a way where it sh- it should happen the way it does because he's not just in an empty building looking for him and by himself and has to make a whole moral choice no consequences kind of thing license to kill and all mm-hmm. he's in front of him he's in front of military he's in front of police or who e- there's a crowd of around this situation so it's it's a bit more of a thing for him to kill him in cold blood right there, even if he is who he is and all the things that he's done to Bond, which, I mean, that whole fucking thing. That's, that's nothing. Huh? He's responsible for the whole saga. Don't, don't, please don't fucking speak its name like it's Candyman. Don't give it power. God damn it. I'm just saying he is. <laughs> And, and this, so okay, we're gonna talk about this problem. Let's talk. You about are it. right, though. I agree. what you're saying, yes, you are right. I do not understand why a lot of things do this. You've given me a murdering bastard as the protagonist <laughs> for uh-huh. several movies, and when it's really time to murder a bastard, he chooses not to murder a bastard. Right, I, a bastard he needs to murder. Like this is the dude stopping. This is imagine if Batman with his whole career just killing every criminal, but he decided the Joker, who's done all this bullshit to him, is the one that gets to live. It, it's 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 almost infuriating, and I understand growth. But if in the same movie where you stop killing people, I didn't see you kill a whole bunch of other people, I could accept it. Yeah, and and to that point, to add to your point, I think in 
with Batman, with superheroes, Superman, any of those kind of characters, no killing rules are really central to who they are in a lot, in some of these cases. Batman being one of them. Don't kill people. Mm-hmm. Bond does not have that line. Bond's number one perk of his job is literally <laughs> a license to kill people. I would I would argue that's not the number one perk. Hold on, you're right. It's number <laughs> it's, two. It's it's like a bonus feature. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a bonus. Traveling hey, to, you get to do all of this shit and you kill with no consequence. Really? No. Yeah, we've never seen a consequence from. Maybe there's one consequence from killing somebody. Maybe that I can't think of, but yeah, yeah, I don't. I just don't. Okay, can I speak? Can I speak to that? Can I speak to that? Because you did mention again. That's that's another thing you mentioned in 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 the intro was the license to kill is also a license not to kill. Like those words when you speak them out loud are real stupid. They don't make any sense. However, when you uh, look at the message they're trying to send there, I agree. It, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> if, I, if you look, I agree with the message. Well, like the, the message is basically you are the person who holds this person's life in your hand. Sure. You yeah. have the freedom to kill him and you also have the freedom to not kill him. Right. And and that's okay. the reason for the double O's and all that. And completely. I love that sentiment, actually. I think that's a very good sentiment delivered with a very bad piece of dialogue or a reasonably bad piece of dialogue by fucking Voldemort. It just wasn't. It's <laughs> funny. It just wasn't. Wait, they fucked me up. Uh, <laughs> okay, M is it, was, it was haphazardly set up. We can agree on that, right? What, what do you say? Was, the line or? No, the um, him not killing at the end, oh, choosing yeah, not to yeah, kill, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. Like, like get us there. I, I understand this is quote unquote what's supposed to be the last movie, but kind of get us there. And now we have another movie where he's probably gonna say fuck that shit and kill everybody again. <laughs> it's Blofeld too, right? You don't want to kill the Bond big bad in his first movie. Yeah, Blofeld has has a he has a. A habit of staying alive. Yeah, which I wish he just got the fuck away, honestly. Yeah, now that I agree with. Don't even I have that. I think he should have rolled off on a helicopter. Yeah. Vaughn nah. getting nah. like a 200-yard fucking pistol shot is what sends him down? Yeah. Get the fuck out. Look, look. Stop. They were They were shooting for finality. They were shooting for character growth. Shooting, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, like they they did all this on purpose, and I feel sure. like their reasoning is justified. I d- again, I I may have to agree with the the the. the it's a little sloppy, mm-hmm. but I agree with the sentiment and where they wanted to take the characters in this story. This is the only Bond movie, the Bond, Bond movie like series that has any kind of continuity, like. And, <laughs> And some of it they made up, though. And they went out of their fucking way to be like, "Remember this guy from three movies ago? We're gonna, we're gonna Xerox of his face and put it on the wall just in case you forgot." Like, bro, for real. They were the really obnoxious the with the callbacks, which is fine. You know, it's, it's Marvel does that shit. It's like, hey, remember in Incredible Hulk? Like, yeah. oh my god, they, the way they did it in One Division was ridiculous. But go ahead. Yeah, like. 
they're telling a very specific story in this movie and they stick to their guns. No pun intended. And I really, really fucking like this movie. I'll give you that for a lot of this movie, too, for the record. I don't think it's terribly bad at all. I actually yeah, me neither. It was a good. I enjoyed watching it. It really is just these little peripheral things that are that drag it down just enough to be annoying. And the stepbrother thing. I'm sorry. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to agree with that. I'm just not. Gonna, it's not the dumbest thing. I don't think they've done it well. I don't think they've left enough breadcrumbs. There's whatever the answer is, but the, it is fuck that shit. That's yeah, I, that's dumb. I feel Completely like unnecessary. I feel like yes, that's the way to put it. Go ahead, Jory. I feel like Vin Diesel watched this movie. And he <laughs> said, that's what John Cena is gonna do. He's gonna be my half brother. That's, I mean, that's a fair point. Yeah, Bonds. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, essentially, the Fast Furious movies are spy movies, and they were just like, you know what? I really like that. I, I really like that. Call John Cena right now. Tell him he's my brother. John Cena doesn't give a fuck. He works for WWE. Oh, he works yeah. for Vince McMahon full time. Whatever. So John Cena was like, "You realize we don't look alike, right?" No, John Cena did not <laughs> give a fuck. I guarantee. You. Maybe they do like the face. Face. I don't know. Should, we both have big muscles. Hindsight oh. being 2020, it should have been the rock who was his hair, brother. Oh my <laughs> that would have been funny. That uh, would have been funny for a lot more reasons. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Considering their history. But uh, and, back, making it about James Bond again. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's almost as though and I can't remember his, his name, the villain from Skyfall. I feel like I feel like that's who should have been over Spectre. If if we're gonna give if we're gonna give somebody who would have a good enough story to go out and create the Spectre organization or at least be over it, I believe his story was better, especially with him being a former double O. If you're gonna if you're gonna do it, but a half brother and, and I think the reason he's ends up being a half brother is because the story of him being a former double O was already taken the movie before. The half brother <laughs> thing just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It, it's it's so it's lazy. It, it's lazy when shows and movies do that to me. Unless uh, it does sound I, like a daytime soap. Exactly. I've seen it done well. I've seen it done very very well. One of my favorite examples is The Blood of Zeus, which was an anime on Netflix. But this just feels shoehorned in. Like, okay, we got to make it personal some kind of way. Oh, I know. Make yeah. it have fun. And to waste Christoph Waltz like that. Hey, fuck you. He was great in this movie. He's he great. No, he's great. Sure. Movie, he's, but it's a yes. Way. Yeah, yeah. He's great. Yes, his acting is great. But to just blow his character like that. Blowfeld his character? Again, no. God damn it. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, had I, had they started this continuity from Casino Royale, that Spectre existed. Now I understand why they couldn't use Spectre, right? They didn't. To be to be fair, they didn't have the license for Spectre. Which is weird, right? Like licensing, yeah. licensing in Hollywood is very strange. Ex- like Spectre, ex- explain yourself. So enjoy it. If uh, I mean, if you know it better, if you know it pretty well, Joris, you can go ahead. No, no, you you take okay. this. Yeah. So so far as I understand it, 
so way back in the day for Thunderball, there was this whole dispute about the story and Ian Fleming and the movie producers and all this stuff. And they, there ended up being an issue with that. And the guy who had the rights to the original Thunderball story took his ball and left. And he's the, and I'm trying to really shrink this down. He's the one who made never say never again. That's or true. Okay. He, yeah. 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 Same guy who wrote it or I don't know that he directed it or not, but if you think about it in a lot of the later movies, the Roger Moore ones, they don't talk about specter. They do not say those words. They yeah. maybe have Blofeld, but they do. Maybe they do or don't, but they no, do they not. There's no specter. No, actually, when when in that that real dumb Roger Moore movie where they throw Blofeld into the into the uh, the smokestack. Yeah. Like they never said his name. <laughs> that's true. I and think you're, on, I think you're right. And that's on purpose. Uh, so, and they never showed his face either. That explains that maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I. I so. So, so I guess yeah. what we're saying is Blofeld, like they can't, couldn't use the the character Blofeld. That one I'm a little to that other dude. I'm a little less clear on that one, so I don't want to firm say that, but I'm pretty sure about the Spectre, where they just recently got back for the movie Spectre. They just recently gotten the licensing back for to use that organization. I don't know if that's right. I mean, like I'm, 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 I'm almost positive that Blofeld is, is owned by that other dude, at least until, you know, this movie. But Spectre existed before Thunderball. No, no. Well, yeah, I'm not meaning they didn't, they didn't lose the Spectre stuff quite then. They lost it, like say Roger Moore era. They didn't have the licensing for it anymore. Look, look, I'll help you out here since I already took the time to do this with Jarius. Why don't you take the time and you can fact check that about the licensing for Spectre. So twofold for you, Jarius. One, even if they did, let's assume for the moment that the Spectre thing is accurate, they couldn't say it. I do wish so badly they had started something in Casino Royale. Mm -hmm. Even if they said the organization, a shadow cabinet, a hidden thing, I don't fucking call it whatever. But you kind (laughs) of have this thing building. And and they do very vaguely, right? Because Le Chiffre is... In Casino Royale is working for Mr. White or something, I think, or he's or Mr. White's working for someone else. Like, so there's definitely some level of hierarchy that we could imagine, but they really just don't talk about it much. And to about fact checking and corrections, you were correct ish. But you're still you're still correct. I don't want to point five you on that in the Batista scene when he sees him in the reflection Bond has the gun. Batista raises his hand up. Bond shoots a few shots off. He knocks the gun out of his hand, drops to the floor. Girl picks up gun. So Batista never had a gun. I do want to at least amend this and say, why the fuck didn't he have a fucking gun? (laughs) See, that's what I'm saying. He's the most dangerous man on the fucking planet. And you didn't go in with a gun. Batista's just big as hell. I guess he died as a big yeah, you see him against Daniel Craig, and like, God damn, Batista's so big. He I mean, destroying him. <laughs> yes, he is demolishing his ass. And you know, I did think to to Batista, even though he's this fucking silent char- henchman character, Jaws ish, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I did like that. I did like that. I like that dumb shit. That part of it. I. I'm so conflicted, though, in his introduction scene at that big meeting 
where the guy says, I would need to replace the Pale King. And Batista says he wants to do it. And like, okay, what are your qualifications? And he just fucking the mountains that dude to death. (laughs) Right. And then sits down in the chair. I'm not saying that's not intimidating and all this crazy shit and it's badass, blah, 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 blah. I mean, who couldn't do that with finger blades? But you just murdered a guy. What qual- How does that qualify you to do what he was doing? I know. That's that's some real read shit. I'm going to get off your back about it. Like, like deep cut read shit right there. Because yeah. you let him do it or he'll poke your goddamn eyes out, Reed. Come on. I'm pretty sure, you know what, they let Bond get that close to Blofeld in that meeting scene without ever murdering the shit out of him. So I guess they'd maybe let Batista get that close. I don't know. Well, what, you, what, what, what I can say is I'm not a Batista fan. He's a horrible actor, and I hate that he keeps getting all these roles. But he was really good in this movie because he shut the fuck up. You say all these roles. like. It, it, is there really a fatigue on you for him? Because he's just in Guardians in this that I'd assume you've seen. No, he he was also in uh, Stuber. He was also in that movie on Netflix, the the War of the Undead or whatever. Like he I keeps getting right. more and stuff. more roles. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You hate uh, Batista. He's about to die in Guardians of the Galaxy three though, so he'll be okay. Good. Oh. Yeah. Until he pops back up in Suicide Squad 2, like I predicted. Oh! Oh, that was... <laughs> did, you, did you happen to find the facts to check them? Okay, yes, so this is, a, this is a messy-ass shit. And maybe um, Sergio will do a better job breaking it down than I will, but it, I can't believe it was this much decades-long controversy over yeah. five letters. Yeah. And a character. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. Uh, and it was yeah. over petty shit to, even to a point where another movie got sucked in that had nothing to do with James Bond at all. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so yeah. So in short, this dude helped Ian Fleming write the movie, the write the write the book Thunderball. Okay. But it wasn't published. Mm-hmm. They then mm-hmm. used parts of Thunderball to write the script for the movie Thunderball. Right. <laughs> this, this dude was like. Hey, fucker, I helped do that. And Ian Fleming was like, um, 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 let's go to court. They go to court. Ian Fleming gets all sick and shit and is like dying. And he's like, fine, we'll settle out of court. And settle out of court. We'll settle out of court. And when they did so, like, that dude got the rights to make Thunderball. And and this is the other person. This is not Eon Productions. This isn't Fleming. This isn't isn't Eon. This isn't any, any of that stuff. All right. And... He just kind of sat on those rights for like nine years, and he ended up making what was it? Uh, Never say never, never again, say never again. Mm-hmm. which is just a, it's just Thunderball apparently. Yeah, somehow talked Sean Connery back into that shit which into is playing the same character in a movie he's already played that character in. Yeah, like half of it, but yeah, that, yeah. That this that's like that's like calling up Harrison Ford and being like, "Hey, bro, we need you to be Han Solo." In Star Wars. We're going to call it Wars of Stars, but it's still the same fucking movie. Yeah. And he's like, well, actually, what's funny is that did happen because The Force Awakens is the same movie. (laughs) (laughs) But funny you should bring that up. In in all of this, 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 this shit, the name Spectre and the name Blofeld both kind of fell into this limbo of 
we don't know who the fuck owns it, and we're not going <laughs> to reopen that wound if we don't have to. Mm-hmm. And so Blofeld and Spectre were never mentioned or uttered after Thunderball. Oh, until wow. now. And what's wait. funny about that? I well, no, imagine... Wait, wait, he was in... Go, go ahead, Jarius. I'm sorry, go ahead. I just imagine somebody at Sony is like, why the fuck can't we use Spectre again? And then another person's like, I don't <laughs> fucking know. And then they got on the phone to start making calls. And then they were like, do you own the rights to this? And they were like, yeah, but we don't know what the fuck it is. And then the person at Sony was like, you want some money for it? And then they were like, how much you got? And Sony was like, $50,000. And they were like, cool. And then they went on to make like, what, almost a billion dollars with this movie? And that guy is pissed off. That's <laughs> I'm pretty I sure that guy is dead. So. No, yeah, they got ri- it from, from some LLC or something. That's how well, they finally Sergio's the referring right. to the original Thunderball Rock. Oh, yeah. Nobody cares about that guy. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, it may not have been Thunderball may not have been the last one, the Spectre, but basically everything after the lawsuit was settled. Because yeah, I think I it was Diamonds Are Forever the last time we saw Blofeld, right? Because that was when that was the whole disguises thing, right? The clone, the <laughs> lookalike yeah. motherfuckers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, see, I'm not crazy. So what I heard was was correct. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's so fucking weird. It is. It's it very is. strange. Let's see what else with this movie. I <sighs> that story I just told, by the way, is how I felt about uh, Godzilla and the monsters, the bunch of monsters that they couldn't use. I think it happened that way. Like they were like, "Why can't we use King Ghidorah?" And then somebody was like, "Some guy in Japan has the rights, but we can't get in contact with him." And then it just went from there. That that happens in video games all the time. Like hell yeah, e- like EA will buy a you know an entire company and just kind of merge <laughs> all of their old properties. And then 10 years later, they get a phone call and they're like, Oh, we own road rash. Oh shit. We do. <laughs> the, so I like seeing the returning, some of the returning support casts like Q money, penny M of course. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, you know, okay, fine, whatever. I don't, I don't care if you read as me about this. I'm just not as big a fan. So Money Penny helping Bond makes sense, mm-hmm. right? When he asks her for help, I get it. They're cool. He and Q aren't that cool. I mean, they're cool, right? They they're work people. They work together, people. Mm-hmm. But Bond asks Q for forty eight hours to do this stuff on instinct, on an intuition, and Q's just like, sure, I'll risk my entire career on you. I'm not saying he doesn't have some merit for it because he's been through at least the Silva thing with Bond. So, you know, Bond gets shit done. But I don't know if he really earned his relationship very well enough for him to do that. I think he loves Q because Q allows him to blow shit up. I, well, okay. Look, Bond, Bond on any end of it is perfectly fine for whether he likes mm-hmm. Q or not, or he's using Q to get what he needs because it's more important to him. Whatever. It's not about Bond. It's about Q. Or at least hey guys, you comment. think Q should have said, "Fuck that shit, I'm gone." But, yeah, bro. I got two cats and a mortgage. <laughs> Fuck you. Two cats and a mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna take care of the cats? Get that shit tattooed on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> No, at least like, deliberate. 
I think it's it's more like Hugh is smart enough to know something is not right. And I think it's more of like a friend of a friend thing. She, Hugh was cool with 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 uh, M, old, the old M, the dead M. Yeah. Yeah. OK. So, so, so like, yeah. OK. Yeah. She trusted you. I'll trust you. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's a, that's a fair point. I, I wish the movie had made that point instead of you, but it's fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do want to I shouldn't say, have to read. Okay, dude. The the opening scene of this movie, though, like pre-title sequence, I really liked it. Two-thirds of it. Let me rephrase that. Oh, Uh-oh. it's time to talk about the title sequence. Yeah. No, 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 no. Calm down. Calm down. Lower the seat. Just the opening scene before the title sequence. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. About two-thirds of that I really enjoyed. The, like the Day of the, the Dead stuff? Yeah, the Day of the Dead stuff. The area looked beautiful. The scenery, the costumes, the cinematography. Like, when he goes off oh, on that the balcony. cinematography is fantastic. I love it. Yeah. When he goes off on that balcony and just starts walking along, they do that long shot from mm-hmm. him going from that balcony to the just fucking like three buildings over mm-hmm. to kill a guy like and then uh then the explosion ha- or the explosion happens the building falls he lands on the couch dumb but fuck it it's cute just all in him chasing that guy down all of that's so good it's so well shot and well done it doesn't like crazy lose me but it, it does lose a little something like once the whole helicopter shit starts happening i'm like okay i guess all right you guys were doing so good. This was such a, a solid opener. And then you guys did this dumbass helicopter thing. I don't I don't disagree. The the helicopter thing did kind of bug me. Um specifically because of the risk of collateral damage. Like you're flying a, a helicopter above a crowd of people where you crash that helicopter helicopter. You could kill hundreds of people and you may have a license to do that. Mr. Bond. <laughs> yeah. But you're like, your job is not murder a shit ton of Mexicans like that. That's not in the job description. So what you're saying to me, is <laughs> James Bond in this scene is Superman and man of steel. Where, yeah, you can save the world with your powers, but you just chose to fight this guy and all of his friends everywhere and probably kill millions of people only to save your co-workers. Yes. I mean, yes, without the terraforming death beam in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. (laughs) That works, too. I did like that. That that opening action is really good, though. Uh, I, and I, and I want to say that I'm, I'm trying to watch it back now to pr- confirm this, but I think like the first five minutes is one long shot. Now they might've mm. cheated a little here and there and, and, yeah, and like, they might be right. They cheated, like they digital. Cheated yeah. They cheated yeah. some, but you're right. It is one shot. Like the way they open it up and him walking out to the balcony and all that with the lady and yeah. Yeah. It is one shot. I love, love. When films do that shit. I think the only cut probably was in between Bond interrogating the girl. Or no, not Bond. Oh, not, no, it didn't interrogate. I'm sorry. I said interrogate. That's not it. When they were going to sleep together. No, I get, well, maybe there wasn't a cut there, actually. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's a great. Yeah, I agree. It's great. 
if you if you like this scene, I would recommend 1917 to you. You can have oh, yeah. two hours of it. I, I really want to watch 1917. It's uh, amazing for that by itself. Dude, it's I had so 1917 is a Sam Mendes movie. It is, and you yeah. know what? That just made a lot of a difference to me. Yep. I really like that guy. <laughs> His work on 1917 was really good. I'm shocked that you haven't seen it yet. It's it's really dope. It's yeah. it's, it's on my short list of things to watch. Yeah. It's just that the the what they do is so fucking cool. Story and all aside, that's awesome by itself. Yeah. They they, 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 they do it scenes. They, they do it with like to, with a lot of fucking cheating in a uh, Birdman. If you, if you've seen Birdman, I have. Yeah, yeah. I I could. I'm sure I could. I can picture that because I remember that just enough. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. They. It's interesting enough that if you watch like the little background, we'll get back on topic in just a moment. In 1917, this doesn't spoil anything. A character's running across a field of soldiers, so he's by himself running across while other soldiers are crossing the field and he trips a time or two against other people trips on other people running and they given what they're doing in the movie that's all that's all unintentional and they just run with it but it of course works because it plays into what's happening yeah so i got a question for you guys Mm mm-hmm have you have you guys ever seen a movie uh, or the TV show The Americans? It used to come on FX. I have not. I have it's not. about it's about two Russian spies who pose as a nuclear American family in order to get intel in Washington D.C. Very good show. Very well done show. Uh, they, Is this a better Black Widow? <clears throat> without all the superhero action stuff going on, I would say yes, but it is a, a very good show, and it dives into the, like, what being a spy really is. Not all that glamorous shit that James Bond does. One thing, <laughs> the one thing that I thought was very interesting about this show is that sex was a part of their training. Sex was used to get information, and whether you were a man or a woman, that's just what it is you do and so clearly that's something that it 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 honestly uh in a way explained why james bond sleeps with somebody on every mission in a roundabout way yeah i mean all the memey silly uh, stuff you can say about the bond franchise i'd never you know it's never been a big question to me why he sleeps around so much because yeah, yeah. Half the time yeah, I, is getting information out of them. Look, as a kid um, who just grew up watching some of these movies on and off, I just thought he was just a sandwich. Right. Yeah, like, <laughs> I just thought he was a Oh, but with mm. that being said, mm. out of all of their training, I never saw them fly a helicopter. Right. So you mean to tell me that James <laughs> Bond has damn near perfect aim? Yep. His sexual prowess is up there with Will Chamberlain. Yep. And he can stop a falling helicopter cold and fly off like it's nothing. Like, what can't this man do? He's a I mean, stunt he can drive any vehicle. Mm-hmm. He can drive any vehicle. Don't like, even just leave it in a helicopter, man. Don't forget, Goldeneye had him doing a tank. And I'm going, I'm going down like this deep dive in my head. How many years of training did 007 go through before they released him on the world? 
He is the man. The greatest of all time. Like, yeah. he stopped a yeah. falling. I, I just watched, rewatched this scene, and I'm like, the falling helicopter part was absurd. Yeah. And he did it. And He's he piloted. flew off and completed another mission after that. And then he has the one in Tomorrow Never Dies where he drives the car from the phone. On his phone? Never oh done that God. before. Just, I'm so fucking good. I'm fucking God tier. Look at this Yo, shit, that dude. Means, that means if he played Call of Duty Warzone, it would be no point to be in on the game. No point. That It would look like he was just hack headshotting everybody. <laughs> You're right. Damn, and you could never prove that he was cheating. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah ridiculous, yeah. Never yeah. gets hit. Rarely gets hit by bullets. I'll say that. Rarely gets hit by bullets. Never yeah. faded. But of all of them, and uh, for my money, James, Daniel Craig is the best James Bond. I don't know. You guys have a lot more say-so in it than me because you've uh, more or less suffered through a bunch of movies. Don't, um, don't, don't say more or less. <laughs> Just say more. But he's my favorite Bond because he was the first one. I I, I was sold on his Bond in that, um, that parkour chase scene. Oh, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Casino Royale. And the way he hits people, like, Daniel, it looks so real. I don't know if there's direction. I don't know if there's Daniel Craig's dedication to just making it look real. But you can't. I'm going to hit a motherfucker. <laughs> like, if you, t- if you told me he was actually getting punched, I would believe it. And he looks like shit at the end of all of his movies for all the hell that he's gone through. He does, and, yeah. But he looks like a badass at the same time. Like, he hasn't won a fight, even a Batista fight. It doesn't look like it's unbelievable for him to escape that when you see how he ended up winning. And he's very resourceful. One thing I noticed about his fighting style is it's really cheap. Like, he'll cheat. (laughs) Like, he he looks like he'll kick you in the balls or something like that (laughs) if he had to to get you off of him. He'll use a gun in a fist fight. He's a machete in a fist fight if he had to. But he's... (laughs) He he's scrappy. He's very scrappy, and that's one of the things that you didn't get with Pierce or Sean Connery or um, what is his name? Roger Moore. You didn't get that with those guys, and and him like he looks like he'll he looks like he'll beat the fuck out of all three of them alone. Yeah, like if 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 you look at all of the James Bonds, like there's there's basically two different kinds of Bonds. There's mm-hmm. there's there's like the the the, the Sophisticated British, sophisticated British, like doesn't playboy. doesn't fight unless he has to. Just playboy automatically. The the you know the Roger Moores, mm-hmm. the, the Roger Moores and Pierce Brosnans of the world. Mm-hmm. Then you have the rough and tumble. I'm gonna actually beat this motherfucker's ass. <laughs> James Bonds, and that's your Sean Connerys, uh, even uh, Timothy Dalton, and. Uh, Let's just forget George Lazenby, huh? Eh, he was he, eh, eh, he was barely there. He doesn't count. Um, the forgot him, so. But I feel like even the rough and tumble old James Bonds, all all of their like fighting and all of their 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 for lack of a better word badassery is for show, you know? It and, is, yeah. And I, go and, ahead, go ahead. And, and uh. Fuck, what's this guy's name? Daniel Craig? Daniel Craig, yeah. Like, Daniel Craig has a swagger to him that is equal to, to like, Liam Neeson. 
Yes. Like, okay. he walks uh, in the room, and if you don't want to fuck him, you're absolutely scared of him. <laughs> There's no in-between. And, and I... Go ahead. Go ahead, Okay. I, and I agree with that to y'all's well, – this was way back before when y'all talked about Daniel Craig phoning the movie in. I, that's kind of how I saw him in this movie. I just felt like in every single scene, every single scene in this movie, this one – so this is fourth one. Mm-hmm. His dick was in the room 20 minutes before he was in every single scene. <laughs> As it should be. As it should be anyway, but this man knew it was. He knew that was happening, and he just, like you said, the swagger. Yeah. Now, I still, don't get me wrong. There, are, I definitely kind of see what, you're, what you guys were saying, that he kind of seems like he's phoning it in in some scenes. Mm-hmm. I can kind of ride with that and don't totally disagree. Other scenes, though, I, I do just think he was real machismo, you know, hardline, big dick you dude can- energy. You can certainly tell when he was feeling it. You mm-hmm. you can absolutely. Um, another another thing that I take from him, he they the way they grabbed it, James Bond and his whole saga. Yeah, it yeah. Made, it it was the first time I didn't feel like, hey, this is a cool job. <laughs> like Daniel yes. Craig made yes. this job look like it sucked. And like this James Bond was tired. He was tired of the bullshit. And that's probably why he was going around killing everybody. He was he was fucking tired. He was tired of M. He was tired of new M. He was tired of Q. And he just met Q the first day. The only person he really even smiled at that he worked with was Money Penny. That's because she's hot. But yeah, like yeah, yeah. It, it looks like he did not feel like coming to work. Hell, he swallowed a scorpion on vacation for God's sake. <laughs> this man did not want to go back to MI6. I to y'all's point about him, to your point, I think Jarvis about him looking haggard after most of the fights. That mm-hmm. makes me think of John Wick. And I really appreciate I appreciate that too. Yeah, I really do appreciate that a lot too. I don't mind him being haggard at the end of it does it feels really good it feels like he really went through something even if he wins all the time or whatever at least he still looks like he got his ass beat it wasn't just a cakewalk and and maybe one of you or both of you can explain it is it maybe just a, a circumstance of the time where or maybe they just didn't want to do it back then like action scenes from casino royale to now is it just the directors or people chose to do it this way this time now because could they not have fought like that back in the 60s, 70s? I think that was more so of a a um, Eastern thing where the fights just looked really brutal like that. But over time, I want you want one movie I can say that really brought us into this era where the fights just looked hard. Um, when did Casino Royale come out? Oh, oh, 2008? Okay, so it predates the raid, right? That I don't know. I don't know. I believe it predates the raid, maybe. But there were, like, I've seen a lot of Asian movies, like older Asian movies, where the fights just look, the fights just look really brutal. One movie or two movies that I can think of off the top of my head that looked brutal, that looked real, and according to people who worked on them. 
the star of the film was asking to actually be hit, and that was Big Boss and Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee. And that's why I kind of point to the Eastern side of things. It was my understanding, in those movies, they actually hit each other. Like, seriously, because they wanted to make the shots look good. And over time, movies just kind of got down with it, and now we're in an era going back to Casino Royale and Through the Raid and now John Wick, Equalizer, those movies, where I don't know if they're hitting each other. I doubt they're hitting each other considering the stars involved. But mm-hmm. the way it looks, it looks so visceral. The combat looks so visceral now, and it makes for better movies in that yeah. way. Yeah. And I'm really glad yeah. that that's something that we see. Because if you look back at The Matrix, no, they were not hitting each other <laughs> for real. And they didn't <laughs> look like they were hitting each other for real. The special effects kind of took care of everything with The Matrix. And I'm really, that kind of goes back to what we talked about before we got on. I'm ready to see how Resurrection have those fighting scenes, you know, like action scenes now because things have changed. And so, yeah, yeah I, I really think, I don't think it's that the directors um, weren't capable. I don't think they wanted to because, you know, movies were just different back then. But now, yeah. now we were in an era where we want to make it look real. And we have been for the last 20 years or so. Okay. I, I'm going to kind of disagree. Okay. I don't think it was possible because like that style of editing and mm-hmm. fight sequencing has hadn't been invented yet. Choreography it's, and all. Yeah, like, like the fight choreography of all of Daniel Craig's films are very much informed by the Bourne movies. That is who I was missing, and I was yeah. trying to pull yeah. another movie. The Bourne movies did kind of, yeah, they did yeah. kind of start that up with your spies and like getting into some hardcore fights. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you watch Die Another I Day. Agree with it. Yeah, yeah. You watch Die Another Day, and then you watch the first Bourne movie, and you're like, damn, Die Another Day That's is bullshit. Good, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, yeah. Movie, the first Bourne movie looked amazing with those yeah. fights. So, yeah, and, and they came out the same year, funny enough, by the way. Die Another Day, Bourne Identity. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, same man. year. Good shot. Good shot. Really bad girl. for Pierce Brosnan. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this guy's a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So 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 like yeah yeah fight sequencing has has evolved so far that now if a movie doesn't look like John Wick we're like that movie's bullshit. Yeah, yeah it's garbage. And you know yeah. I'm hearing like some TV shows are taking it all in a TV show of course that I know Sergio's gonna roll his eyes but of course the first season of Daredevil really. Yeah. with their fights but yeah, yeah they, like it even it even crossed over the tv where the fights are like god damn <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah. why iron fist failed so miserably because those fights looked horrible yeah. uh, that was an element as to why iron fist <laughs> all right guys well was there any other final thoughts you guys want to put toward I this or one last complaint or... well no 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 we'll we'll get we'll get we're going to that That'll be a I've got I've, got I've got one more bitch session just real quick. Go sure. for it. I've got one more too. So, the height of stupid in this movie Uh-oh. was this <laughs> was the sex scene with with um what's her name Monica Bocelli. Is, yes. is that the oh. guy he kills in the beginnings she chick? Is so, she is so um crazy. yes yes yeah yeah, yeah okay like uh-huh. I completely understand her falling for his you know b- b- piercing blue eyes and wanting and to fucking sure whatever but 
to show us that he is literally getting the information he needs while undressing her might be the cheesiest thing that has been in a Bond movie in like 30 years. It made it look like a film. 30, 30 years? 30. At least 30. Possibly possibly more. Are you are you sure not just went what was it? Tw- you sure you know, you know what? I'm 19 years at least. Uh, probably the cheesiest thing that James Bond has ever done. Oh no, I'm gonna stop you. I'm gonna full stop you right there. We're, we can we can fight about that later, not right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm just okay. Fine, just take all of that with as much hyperbole as you need to. I will. It's <laughs> fucking dumb. Oh my god! Like, oh why god. couldn't they just do it like they're gonna do? And uh-huh. then, like every other sequence, more believably, he's chatting with her post-coitus in bed, mm-hmm. and he gets what he needs. Why does it have to be in the throes of passion? Come on, man. <laughs> it's, it's just a it's, different scene. It's it's instead of the, you know, here's the JBD, you know, he has to – it's going to just happen in this very macho way, like you're going to tell me through this process. It's not, fucking lame. I don't know how how many steps off of rape is that. This there was consent. There was the, consent throughout that whole scene, bro. All right, then what? Well, I take yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't take less the bed dark. Sorry, shit. Look, <laughs> this is the second time I've seen her simp like this over some oh, bullshit <laughs> with her husband or whatever like that. <laughs> she did it in the Matrix Reloaded. And he had oh, is that the same coat. woman? Yes, it is her. Yeah. She wow, she looks phenomenal. Oh my god, yes, look. Wow, she didn't look like she's we a can day do older. a reality breach episode about her if you want to. We can do that shit. She <laughs> what, is, also, what is in her fucking water? Holy crap! Also, I don't know. I want to drink though. I would. I would she's say Italian awesome. blood. Right. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys have ever seen Brotherhood of the Wolf. She's good in that as well. Uh-oh. Uh, the Matrix is is like a crazy ass. It's kind of a thriller movie. I'm not gonna give away anything about it, but it involves Native Americans and like this creature, and it's really good. But um, she's hiding there, and she simped in the Matrix Reloaded, and she simped again here. My issue is it wasn't even in the sexual position where you would think that he would just be able to get information. Like it was basic shit that he was doing. And she was just giving up everything. (laughs) No, he's kind of got a point. Maybe, maybe it's more her fault than his. Maybe she was easy. I told you she's simping. That's what I meant. (laughs) I think we need to, we need to talk about what simping means. One of us doesn't have it quite right, but I know what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) Pacific <laughs> <laughs> is weird like you just fold oh we're doing this now opportunity, <laughs> for the opportunity to to hook up with someone who has um who has your your um your, who you're pining for their affection and uh-huh. in doing so they don't even really give you anything but you just give them everything and then they just give you a little bit what it is that you're looking for, you just throw your whole life away for it. And, and there have been many examples of simping throughout history, mainly involving men. But in this particular situation, we're talking about how she is simping for some bond. She's uh, Marge simping? Ah, uh, yeah, she's big simping. Stop. Stop <laughs> in internet slang, simping is a behavior where a person, usually male, is excessively def- Defensional? Defernal? I cannot read this stupid word. 
Deferential. Thank you. Thank you, Amber. Deferential engages in flattery or does way too much for a person they like, sometimes with the ulterior motive of engaging in sexual intercourse and often with this behavior mediated by the Internet. Simping has been described as an, quote, openly thirsty version of standing in quote. You know what, man? In a lot of cases, that sounds like marriage, doesn't it? Oh, God no. damn it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Openly thirsty version of Stan. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm done. I'm done. My last critique was at the C character, which I don't even really fully understand where they got that letter from him for. I didn't quite catch that. But, God damn. You have fucking Voldemort <laughs> as M, and this guy looks more evil from the scene he enters. <laughs> like, damn. I know, and he's already Moriarty from from Sherlock and everything, but they just did not try to hide him from being on the wrong side. That poor I guy. I don't, I don't think there was – they weren't trying to bury the lead with that guy. No, I don't think I, – right. I think that's my point. They weren't trying to do anything. They want – like they might as well have had a neon sign on his fucking head. Yeah, he was a means to an end, man. That's it. Right, oh. that's fine. That's all – of course, it's fine that he's a bad guy. It's – I would just expect the movie to give us a little – a little less oh, – make it so overt. Right. Make him like – Hey guys, we're look. We got to get rid of the double O's, but you know what? This is a really good thing. You know, we're gonna be able to get closer, have more family picnics, but we are gonna fire all of you. <laughs> you know what's funny, man? It's always hilarious when you can tell who the villain is just by casting. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching Coco. And we were listening to the voices. And when my wife found out who Benjamin Bratt was voicing, she was like, he's definitely an evil motherfucker. And I was like, what? And then, I, goddamn, when, this, when the plot twist came, I said, hot son of a bitch. He was. <laughs> he was the bad guy. What was his name? What's the actor's name? A Benjamin Bratt. I'm not familiar with him. I'll have to look yes, him you up. Are. Yes, you are. I, I mean, yeah, I remember the character from Coco. I just can't picture who he is. Yeah. He was in. He played the Alderaan guy from Star Star Wars. Wow, can you can you be a little more vague? <laughs> the Alderaan guy, from Star Wars. Wasn't I, he the guy? Wasn't he the guy who who uh, who adopted Leia? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't. I'm question marking that. By the way, he was not Bail Organa. I don't think. I think he was. I think he was. Shut up, Jarius. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in which movie are you suggesting he was Bail Organa? Nope, that's a different Latin guy. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, wow. oh shit! Oh shit! Not all Latin guys look alike. So look, look, see. look! I should know my people better. I'm sorry. Catwoman. <laughs> I mean, I didn't see that one though. He was in Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, he was. He was the dude who um. Who was paralyzed? What the basketball guy? Yeah, and he told, really? uh, yeah, he was him. Okay, maybe. I mean, at least you didn't say the Alderon shit, because at least this sounds debatably right. 
daughter. <laughs> daughter, I think I knew was wrong. <laughs> Who the what fuck is you? the Alderon guy? I, I can't remember <laughs> that actor's name, but he's he's been the same actor for the prequels, I believe. Yeah, it's the same dude. But yeah, I don't. I'm not as familiar with Benjamin guy. This is going on long enough. I apologize. We're gonna I'm move. Just started. Did you have a final thought for the movie? Um, yeah. I look overall. I actually remembered, or after viewing this movie again, I'm more fond of it than it was than I was after the first time I watched it. I still kind of, as I said before, kind of had the element of incompleteness to me. Uh, and yeah, they do a lot of dumb shit. However, I wouldn't have been angry if that was the last Daniel Craig James Bond movie that I got. I I would have been. I just would have accepted that Skyfall was the true ending and Spectre was more of an epilogue and I would have just moved on with my life. But for what it's worth, Spectre is a it's a pretty decent spy flick and it has some really good parts. Um it has some good action sequences. The way it's shot in the cinematography is excellent, as we stated before. Uh, but yeah, it was it's it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Fucking Jimmy Schmitz. Jimmy Schmitz. That's, oh that's the Alderon actor. Mm-hmm. Nah, I feel bad. Bail Organa. <laughs> yep. I agree to this uh... shit. God damn. <laughs> is Jimmy Smith Hispanic? Yes. Latin, his, uh, his, mom, his mama was Puerto Rican. <laughs> So about that title sequence, though, yo. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I guess here's why I take over because I'm the music guy. Uh, I, I wanted to introduce a, a, an element to this since we this is going to be second to last, but maybe you don't want to do this right now, kind okay. of thing, since you are the post guy. <laughs> what do you think about playing some of the, a little bit of that song? Nope, not gonna happen. Oh, okay. <laughs> Like I I would have I would have uh, had this conversation with you at the beginning of all this and you know we could play the song in every one of these episodes but next to last fuck no not happening <laughs> wow you make it sound like I want you to play the whole three minutes and upload it to YouTube or some shit I'm just saying play the chorus damn but go ahead music guy so. Uh, as as uh, our our buddy Jordan told us last episode, uh, the this the song in this film, uh, I don't even know the name of the song, uh, but it did win an Oscar for best song. At oh, the, the writing's on the wall. I would like to kind of know why it did, because it's a pretty good song. It, it is. is a good song. I'm not gonna say that at all it is a good song it's a very good song actually i would go that far yeah i mean maybe i should ask what other what other songs came out in that same year that it beat (laughs) (laughs) it's a good song it's a great song i will definitely listen to it again on its own but i don't know if it should have gotten what what what's the what's the award for it um, best song from a movie, from a movie. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, oh. Okay. I thought yeah. you were saying. So it didn't get like whatever best song of the year, whatever award that is, or some shit. No, no. Specifically, no. It's 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 an Oscar. So it's based, it's it's a movie award. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But, okay. But but to your point, 
Okay. Um, it, it did beat See You Again by uh, Charlie Puth and Wiz Khalifa from Furious 7. So I'm calling bullshit. Oh, oh my God, really? Yeah. That's, yeah. Oh my! How the fuck did it beat that? Yeah, I have no yeah, idea. Like, it's a good song, but it's it's not a good ass song, but it's yet. not better than that. That's, nor does it have the emotional shock on top that of you it. Said that. I'm absolutely yeah, Jesus, shocked by that. That's like Heath Ledger not getting his post mortem Oscar. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, oh, go ahead. This but, is your section, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Like this, this song is a, is a very, very good song. I would probably put it. Easy top ten, probably top six, number five or six when it comes to like just listenability. Mm-hmm. Um, I well, don't so know if it fits. I don't know movie? if it. Yeah, right, right. I, I don't. I don't know if it fits the movie. As I say, almost every episode, we, you know, we we bitch about these these songs from movies that don't really fit the movie. It's just like this weird ballad at the beginning of an action film, which doesn't make sense. Uh, I, I feel like they. We're trying to recreate the success of the song Skyfall from Skyfall. Because no. Skyfall is not an action song, but it's amazing. It's not, but it has like a bombasticness to it. It has some heft. It has a crescendo. I'll give you that. Yeah, it it, it, it really reaches like, something. It sounds like a Bond song. It, it sounds like if you, it's some songs that you hear and you're like, all right, I'm ready to watch a Bond movie. Um, like Snake Eater from Metal Solid 3. That's a, a song that always just makes me feel like I'm about to watch a Bun movie. It fits that mold of that, and it is an incredible song. And a Bun basket, and I can see where they try to recreate that. Yeah, and, and Sam Smith is a good choice if yeah. they're trying to recreate that. I just don't know if it fits this movie. Does he look I like Joey, the guy from NSYNC, Toblerone? Who is it? He looks so familiar to me. <laughs> Joey Toblerone. Is that his name? What's that dude's name? Is that that? <laughs> wow. What's that dude's Joey name? Joey Fatone. Joey Fatone. Look at candy you. bar, man. Oh my god. <laughs> you changed your mouth on that candy bar. Isn't oh my fat? fucking god, Reed. Are you serious? I mean, his name. How did Fatone. you just his earn a new nickname? <laughs> oh, Joey Toblerone over Joey here. Joey Toblerone. Toblerone. This fucking guy. I need to get out. I need to look at a map. I need to figure out about explosions. Okay, so getting back to the song fitting, I kind of disagree. Because if you kind of listen to the lyrics, and I think, I believe the name of his writings on the wall. It is. Yeah, which is, it's a play on, uh, what's his name? Blumfeld being in control of everything. It in that vein, it kind of always fit to me. Then uh, that for you, I gladly risk it all, which is speaking to the love interest that he has. That largely, it's a love song. Yeah, exactly. It's like it fits. It probably would fit better had they not killed Eva Green in the first damn movie of the series, and she made it all the way to here. Really? Yeah. Uh, if she were the the Doctor Swan character, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it, it fits for this. That's another. Now that is another critique. I feel like we maybe should have left the love interest, like so him being in love with somebody behind, after the Eva Green character died, a little bit. I, I don't disagree with that at all. Like that, I didn't really go into it in the analysis section, but, and I don't want to go too far into it here. I'm not a big fan of the whole, the these 
in-depth relationship concepts in these movies outside of the Vesper stuff. Once that's said and done, like the love stuff's done to me. Like mm-hmm. I, I dislike giving Bond trying to put him in a committed relationship. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. But <laughs> just because of what these movies service and how they function, it's, it's not a good fit. Like they keep going back to this fucking shallow puddle about oh, it's really hard to be a fucking spy i'm alone eh. and it's not even fucking bond whining about it. it's every other character whining on his behalf yeah, why to go his bam you're right god but, damn it i feel like you're just condemning the entire series then because in this movie i was kind of i was like finally 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 we're gonna we're gonna do something with this love shit I feel because, like they did exactly what they did with it. Kill off his girl, which sucks and all, but now he's the cold-hearted assassin that he's supposed to be. I got a feeling she's not. She's either going to break up with him for this new movie. She's dead, too. Right. <laughs> what if that had, what, no time to die. What if she's nothing yeah. in that movie? He's not in love with her. They're not together. She doesn't come back. Whatever. Like Then what's the fucking point? Again, again, if this was the end of the book, the end of the story, I feel like it works. But adding, tacking on another movie. It's no longer a double O at the end of this one? Yeah, well, just Kinda. like this is the end of the, you know, the, the Daniel Craig saga. Sure. Then I feel like that's exactly how they're supposed to end it. But now that it's not the end of the saga and he's entangled in yet another spy adventure, they're probably going to fuck it up. Or kill him. Or killing. Oh, hopefully. Well, the writing's on the wall, I'm sure, and we'll figure it out later. <laughs> yeah. Did you have any other comments since we've kind of messed this – not messed it up. We've kind of gone all over the place on this edition of music. Is there anything else you wanted to point out, Sergio? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Well, here, here's one I don't think we've really talked about too much. What did you – and to you too, Jarius, Sergio first – what did you think of the visuals for the opening song or for the intro song? They are suggestive and um, very hentai-ish. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are, but it's kind of par for the course. Like, so yeah, it's not that far off. Octopus sex going on there. I don't get it, but it happened. And we're here. <laughs> I, now, it, getting back to the visual component of it, I don't think they'll ever outdo what they did for Skyfall. Yeah. Like, and, but one thing I did like about the visual opening for Spectre is how they show scenes from prior movies uh, inside of it and the way they used it, which it kind of makes me wonder what they're going to do for the next one since it's the actual end. Mm. Quote, unquote. Yeah. Anything for you, Sergio? Any last on this? Uh, No. No. Okay. I think the last thing we got to do is deaths. Yep. Last one. What do you What do you got on those? Uh, I I counted thirteen. Oh, that's a that's a step up from the last. Yeah. Movie we watched, which was A View to a Kill, which was like two, three. Yes. No, it was like seven. It was like seven. Oh, was it? I think what so. One yeah. was one of them was really low, like the last couple. Anyway, what was it actually? Seventeen. Oh, you're so close. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure it's always those guys off on the side. They're like, technically they're in the shot because their arms in the shot and their head. So 
Yeah, but they die. It's so like that, right. that's Definitely a death. At the helicopter. It's like, oh, this explosion killed six people. You only counted three. <laughs> yeah, you can count everybody in the room. Let's see. All right. Well, uh, one thing I'll tack on to this, since it, the kills are kind of tropes, the one trope I'll talk about was kind of the the sort of Q scene, the Q's workshop scene. I kind of liked a revisit of that, a toned down mm-hmm. version of all the other movies. I was glad that they brought that back. Which that's that's kind of how the last two, and I mean all these, all four of these movies, different amounts, have really just been about bringing Bond back up to what we know, right? Like M and the 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 male M <coughs> in the Skyfall in that office with the leather buttoned door. I don't know what that design is at all. I can't think of how to even really describe it. But they just keep slowly bringing back these Bond elements that we know. So I'll be interested to see what they do in No Time to Die, if they do anything at all in that one. All right. On to rankings then. Jarius, do you do you want to just be our uh, an assisted voice, or do you want to actually have a vote in this? Uh, so here's – I don't even know if Jarius knows what we do here. Oh, we're, okay. we're building a list – and basically ranking all of the Bond movies. Uh-huh. Every time we watch one, we place that we place that movie somewhere on the list. Okay. We have a 23 movie list of what's the best to the worst James Bond movies. No, I mean, that is right. I've shared it in chart, yeah. chat with you, Joyce. Yeah, yeah. Check out Skype. You'll see what our list currently is. We have to figure out where Spectre goes on that list. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and read the list uh, from number 23 to number 21. Uh, Wait, so you're only reading two or three from number 23 to number one. Mm, I think you said 21. I said 20. No, read. Can I, let me just read them. God damn it. Oh, it's OK. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. For your eyes only from Russia with love. Dr. No, the spy who loved me. Moonraker, in On Her Majesty's Secret Service, Quantum of Solace, Thunderball, Die Another Day, Diamonds Are Forever, The World Is Not Enough, A View to a Kill, Live and Let Die, The Living Daylights, Octopussy, Tomorrow Never Dies, License to Kill, Goldfinger, Casino Royale, You Only Live Twice, Goldeneye, The Man with a Golden Gun, and Skyfall. Skyfall being number one, the best Bond movie. Of the ones that I've seen, mm-hmm. I would rank. I would rank Spectre maybe right above Tomorrow Never Dies. From what I remember from Tomorrow Never Dies, against Spectre. And again, I don't know how well Tomorrow Never Dies is aged. However, I remember recognizing problems in the film when I was younger. <laughs> which can't be good. Yeah. So, so yeah, I would I would put I would put uh I'm surprised tomorrow never dies they had to be honest. I would put it right there. That right number is fine. You shouldn't be surprised cuz basically what that says is how bad the rest of them are. <laughs> yeah, so so you have kind of a mental image how to look at this Jarius from <laughs> Skyfall being 10 
And for your eyes only being negative 10, <laughs> diamonds are forever is zero. <laughs> so look at it that way to kind of frame it, or five to negative five, whatever that's, you want to do. That's pretty funny. Yeah. So what you're, what this list suggests to me is that only five of the movies are worth a damn. And they are Skyfall, The Man with the Golden Gun, GoldenEye, You Only Live Twice, and Casino Royale, which says a lot about Daniel Craig because he has two movies in here. Yeah, and, and you know what? You wouldn't be wrong. Like, there's there's only a handful of really good movies. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and put my balls on the table here, um, and mm-hmm. say Spectre goes very high on this list. Uh, Honestly. Am I gonna have to fight you? It's without a doubt better than Casino Royale. Oh, okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes, whoa. yes. And without a doubt better than You Only Live Twice. I know I'm, I'm, I'm let not. You finish. I'm I let you know finish. I'm not gonna get it above Goldeneye, so I'm gonna stop there. Goldeneye is a really good movie. No, Bro, if it if really, you really isn't. if you only live <laughs> twice and Gold and uh, Casino Royale were swapped, I could live with that. I We're don't not, think there's no swapping. We've discussed. I know. This I know there's not. I know. I'm I'm creating a parallel universe, an alternate universe where we made a different choice. So that universe now exists, and I can okay, live and, and sleep at night better, knowing that universe was created. <sighs> I'm saying Spectre's number four. It's definitely better than You Only Live Twice. Like the fact that You Only Live Twice has criminally. <laughs> and I just noticed this now. Bumped Goldfinger down like it to number six makes me want to go back in time and make you fucking choke on it. Look, look, you let me do that. I did, and I don't know. I don't know what I was doing with my life at the time. You were simping me. I <laughs> fuck. I was not openly <laughs> thirsting you. <laughs> I really don't know how I let you get that above Casino Royale. I didn't even think about that either. I told them because I don't. Casino Royale is boring. Oh my god! Oh, no, it is not. So nice. much of that movie, I was like, get to the goddamn point. Oh, it's still better than You Only Live Twice, though. I, nah, I'm not yeah, even gonna argue not, whether it's boring twice. or not. No swapping. No swapping. I know. Fine. We're fine, litigating fine, fine. Spectre today. Okay. What do you think about that, Jarius? If he were, if, uh, excuse me, Spectre was number four. And is Roger Moore, uh, you only live twice as a Roger Moore one, right? Sean Connery. Oh, that's Sean Connery. Why are you even here? Why did we invite you? (laughs) Because you've seen Spectre? (laughs) I'm I'm baffled at Casino Royale being um, positioned as not being all that great. That, That is throwing me off. Completely, because that that is a. It's throwing me off now too. I don't know how I didn't recognize it before and how I let it get this way. This is, I accept. You're asking me why am I here? Why are you here? (laughs) You allowed? Because this list says I've seen all 23 of these movies, motherfucker. You ain't gonna fucking seniority, and you ain't get out of here. (laughs) Don't you got to go to bed or something? You got a job or some shit. (laughs) Responsible ass. All right. (laughs) 
I, I'm just gonna say 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 this, Reed. Like you shouldn't be leaning on Jarius for your decision at all no, because no, not at all. he he doesn't come into this having recently watched all these trash fucking films. <laughs> well, like half of these I can just disregard, and so his opinion could have the majority of the other half. So okay, so I'm, so that's like what I'm from about it. Where is your where like where's your floor? Where's my floor? Where's your floor, Reed Walker? Where's your floor? Oh, Prospector. Lowest it could be. All right, so I'm starting six feet under and working my way up. So calm down. It's <laughs> definitely better than Diamonds Are Forever. Definitely better than that. Oh, you're starting way, way down there. Right. Okay. That's it, six feet. Okay, all right, keep going. It's better than Octopussy. Octopussy, apparently, is how mm-hmm. it's pronounced, as it's hyphenated. It's better than License to Kill. Yep. I would probably put it above Goldfinger. Goldfinger, mm-hmm. the the majesty that that movie has for the rest of the series, it's great and all. It really s- probably set the bar for a lot of the Bond stuff, but it doesn't anymore. It hasn't since arguably Goldeneye, if not Living Daylights. Right, so mm-hmm. it could definitely be above that. I really kind of enjoyed Casino Royale, but I can see, yeah, oh, fucking god damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was going to be a tough one. I knew it. I knew it. I swear to God, if if you only live twice, was we'll swapped. I I think it'd be so easy. I would say put it right. You can have that bitch at number five. Easy. You could probably have it. God damn it, though. That stepbrother shit, man. Hold no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So is your struggle that if you put it at number four, where Sergio has, you knock Casino Royale out of the top five? Is that where the struggle is? No, I don't want to. You only fuck up twice. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I, I don't want to have a repeat. Because that the whole misuse or misrepresentation or poor implementation implementation whatever you want to call it of the Blofeld character being in the universe whatever all that like the stepbrother thing is not good (laughs) at all at all like I really have to consider that the rest and the rest of the story is just him going from point to point to point to point to point it feels like so I have to really think about what's going on in it. So I have to really think about like are, are, are those things like what makes it go- okay? You tell me, sir. What makes this good gooder to you? Gooder. What, what, what what's holding? What are the pillars for this movie to you? This to put movie it that high. Th- this movie actually does something interesting with James Bond as a character and brings a closure that nothing on this list even comes close to. But you're not trying to put it above Skyfall, so. Right. It, like, it weaves itself into both the Daniel Craig lore that they've been, you know, building for four, for four movies and the old James Bond lore in a, in, in, in a way that's just graceful enough that it kind of pays homage to both of them. 
I'll kind of give you the latter of those two. The former, I'd give you less because I don't know, man. This whole I'm the author of your pain, James, just <laughs> sounds like some motherfucker said, you know what would be fucking cool? Two things. Blofeld's a stepbrother and Blofeld's been behind it all. Another Agatha twist. Agatha along. Like, I'm not even speaking to, to that part. Yes, the stepbrother thing is I, I unfortunate. It's unfortunate. But, yeah, gloss on but, that. But like I think it's more like the Mr. White stuff. Like, I, when I when I paused it and said, who is that guy? And went back to, you know, the archives to remember who that character was in what movie. I was like, oh, shit. So that guy disappeared, and now now we're dealing with him. Okay, okay. Yeah, he was at the end of Casino Royale, too. And in, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, and so that's like, cool. That's yeah, cool. Like, that's the kind of shit that I didn't know I wanted out of a Bond, a Bond movie. And I'll give you that. I, I think the Mr. White stuff being in this movie is good. I think the continuity stuff is good. It's it's good enough. It's fun in these movies. I just don't like that Spect once they got the licensing back for the shit, Spectre and Blofeld were behind it all. Just out of nowhere. This was never their fucking plan. How, how did how did we not see this coming though? Like well, we see the organ. They definitely talk about an organization in yeah. the other movies, for sure. They do, but it's not set up well. That Blofeld's his brother. That Blofeld's behind everything. It it just feels tacked on. No, the, you, and, and, you can't keep hiding behind the the stepbrother thing. No, no, I'm not. I, I was about to come back and change that a little bit. So I'm not. Ta- I'm not pointing as hard. I won't mention that again. So not as much about the stepbrother thing. It feels tacked on that he's behind everything. This just feels like they said, what what's a cool plot point for this movie that and, we've kind of set up? And and they did kind of set it up. That's where this movie feels like it's pulling from the old stuff. I mean, like, it's pulling it, from it, the old stuff, obviously, though, right? I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, Blofeld, he was he was he was Spectre. Oh, shit. He's Spectre here. You know, like, I mean, the first scene of the of Casino Royale is then pulling from the old stuff. He's not even a double O. So I, I don't know if I can give too much merit to, Oh, look, they put in more old stuff now that I think about it. Like this <laughs> all, all is all supposed saying, to be tied to, sorry, go ahead. Like, go ahead. When, when you pitch a bond movie to me in the year 2018 or 2020 or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and me as a fan, they ask me not, well, fan is that's arguable. Me as a moviegoer, mm-hmm. what am I going to ask for? I'm going to ask for, like, homages to the original material mm-hmm. with a modern story that actually feels like it has connectivity and weight. And while parts of it are sloppy, I feel like they hit all of those bullet points. Yeah. I mean, I can kind of give you that. They hit, it's exactly they what, hit them. It's exactly what I needed out of this stupid fucking franchise. That's and right, personally dog. Say speaking, no. Personally speaking, if this was Sergio's list, it'd be number two behind uh, Skyfall, without a doubt. Oh, no. Hmm. Hmm. Well. <laughs> Let me talk to you about Casino Royale for a second, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know the first, like, 15 minutes of that movie? Uh-huh. That's just pretty good. <laughs> yeah, like the... the uh... 
that parkoursey. Parkour's cool. Parkour, of course. But they did parkour cool. on. It, it was cool, but they did parkour on the office. Like, stop it. Wow, that's what we're doing now. That's yeah, that's what we're doing now. Apparently, we can just pull shit from the from the office. Uh, you know what? You know what? I'm gonna try and pull from Rick and Morty and see if I can do this or not. You okay. know what I what how I'm why I want to push back against Spectre a little bit is because I want to get back to serialized adventures. None of this canonical crap. The Citadel runs on it. This isn't the fucking Citadel. <laughs> so fuck Spectre. <laughs> I got nothing else. I'm not I'm not clever enough to write. You're you're, you're you're just so uncomfortable with. Oh no, I have to remember shit from the last movie. Oh no. No, no, That's I just not don't. That's fair. Oh, no, because no. Skyfall is fucking great. Skyfall did it really well. This is just a bad canonical episode. <laughs> all right, all right. We have to put it on this list somewhere, Reed. Give me a place. You have yet to actually give me a place. 24. Nope. <laughs> Seven. After Goldfinger? <laughs> at, at, it would be at Seven. Yeah, that would be below Goldfinger. Yeah. Oh, I, I see what you mean by after. Yes, yes, it would be under Goldfinger. <sighs> okay, so while I clearly know that Casino Royale is a point of contention here, do you want nope. my honest ceiling? Would that help you? Well, let me hear me out first. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. It, knowing that, that Casino Royale is the point of contention, probably, and I've already hoodwinked you twice into getting the man with the golden gun, and you're you only live twice in the top five. You definitely hoodwinked, hoodwinked me somehow, and you only live twice. The man with the golden gun, I was there with you. All right, all right. Uh, the man with the golden gun is pretty good. It's still probably at number two. <laughs> no, I watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. It the man with the golden gun is really where it is, and and I'll be fair to you, Gold and I as well. Both of those movies are where they are because they were like the seventh movie we watched, <laughs> and we're not adjusting this list for inflation. They are they are the best that that actor has to offer. When you frame it that way, this list I can I can agree with that, but I don't think that's how this list is reflected. No, to, no, no, no. To a normal person, that's not how they look at this list. To my point. Anyway, go ahead. If you can give me, uh, if you can give it to me at six. What over Goldfinger? Over Goldfinger. Under Casino Royale. I'll walk away happy. <sighs> Mind you, I was asking for above. You only live twice. No, I know, I know. You know, I knew I should have watched. Casino. I should have watched a couple of these movies before this one, because had I seen Casino Royale, I could really look at it. Because I'll, again, I will try to meet you in the middle here as much as I can. The back half, not back half, the last quarter of Casino Royale is bunch of is doo doo. Yes, it's 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 bad poker. No, I don't even fuck that. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about. After Bond gives them the passcode and it's revealed that Vesper is a bad uh, betrayed him or did whatever. I appreciate the intentions, all these things that it leads to later, but like that last little 20 odd minutes of the movie is just, I don't fucking, I don't, I don't really care. I hate that, that, that 
turns into what it does almost. Not hate. Hate's the wrong word. The only part of that scene that's any good, any of that stuff is any good after he's recovered from his torture scene is when he's in the water trying to get her out of the cage that she's in. Yeah. That's a really good scene. That's a super good scene when he's trying to reach her. But I I need you to vividly remember how much you <laughs> bitched about the 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 scene where he just gets his balls smashed over and over and over. Did I really bitch about that? You bitched about that scene. You did. You were like, that's not a James Bond movie thing. They don't do that shit in James Bond shit. And I was okay, like, okay, okay. No, 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 no. I'm kind of, I can kind of get with you on that. I can kind of, I can, I can believe that I would say that. That's what you did. The other stuff I would say, I would say now though, and I don't know why I didn't say it then. That's a really, it's a pretty good torture scene in some way. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, this is a flip flopper, eh? Uh, old flippity flopper. They they call me slap happy. But so it, are, we, are we doing this? Are we? What are we doing? Fuck. You haven't proposed anything outside of what I just asked. I mean, I said seven. And then I said, and then I said six. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Since you, okay, okay. You, you offered to give me your ceiling. So unless your ceiling is also seven, <laughs> we have how, a deal. We have a deal. <laughs> how, how badly do you want it over? You only live twice. Where, where's your ceiling? I know your ceiling I, is, I told you, is it's above two. it. My ceiling is two. Well, well, you're not getting two. I know. Okay. That. All right. What's your what's your ceiling fan then? <laughs> um, above you only live twice. Okay. How bad? I'm sorry. I'm speaking poorly. How badly do you want it there? How where where's your percentage meter at for that? Um, sixty six percent. You know what? Since you said 66%, I think you're being arbitrary, so I'm going to say we should put no. it six and call 66% it a day. 66% is 2 thirds. I mean, 66.6666666. Eat a dick. 66.67, maybe? Yes. I guess is actually it. Uh, Jarius, I'm going to phone a friend for just a second. For mm-hmm. Give me, what do you think about this deal? You think I'm getting hoodwinked? I know your knowledge and watching of these movies is limited so i'm taking what you say with a grain of salt but i gotta come up with an answer well then why did you ask me um <laughs> because you're here and you hadn't said anything for a few minutes and i don't want to feel you to feel excluded as i'm the lead host here buddy uh, i ain't your buddy friend all right um, <laughs> oh god I, I think i i'd I take the deal would you put it over you only live twice or under casino royale me personally i would definitely yeah. put it under casino royale you guys have made me want to watch all five of the top ones even though i already know the outcome again <laughs> i can't imagine specter being over casino royale and, you know what actually you you did i'm glad i spoke to you jars because you did help remind me it yeah, I would agree with number six. Casino Royale, while boring in some parts, maybe as you said, I might give you that. It is the top five of these movies. Spectre is not. Oh, that hurts. But okay, all right. I do not agree that Spectre is top five. Okay, okay. I and and the, as I said before, knowing 
that we have You Only Live Twice and The Man with a Golden Gun in the top five, six is understandable. You Only Live Twice. How did I fuck that up? Let that get fucked. <laughs> That's going to haunt you forever. It really, I'm going to go back and listen to that episode and how did I let that happen? Like, in my head, I feel like we, this was the first movie we fucking watched. It's not. It's not at all. No. It's it, it's actually relatively recent, considering this list. It, it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like six movies ago. But, yeah. but it is, yeah. It's still in the top half of movies we watched. So, it's, so this is locked in. <clears throat> locked in. Spectre is number six. All right. Thank you, sir. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And thank you, audience members, for your patience for this. <laughs> wild ass deliberation process this, this is my favorite part <laughs> my favorite part is the deliberation at the end uh i would i would re, if we if we ever reboot this or remaster this we're doing that's this that's not gonna happen that's not gonna happen he's a remaster wow <laughs> <laughs> imagine five uh, k's being this shit remaster episode so we've watched 24 movies what's left no time big to one, die. right? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, no time to die. Uh, assuming that these episodes we'll drop when I expect them to drop, uh, No Time to Die comes out next week. Is it? The yeah, hell does talk? It does? No. No, this isn't going to drop for like two weeks. Take this trip with me, guys. Damn. Uh. Assuming this comes out when I plan it to come out. Mm-hmm. No Time to Die comes out next week. Uh, I, I would assume that our, our 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 episode on that will be the following week. And like these 24, we will be ranking No Time to Die. Oh, boy. We will see where that ends up, yep. I guess. Yep. And that's all I got. That's all I got. All right. Charis, any closing thing? Um, eat your vegetables, kids. Oh, all right. Thank you, uh, Hulkster. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, no, man, this is this is dope. I had a good time. All right, this is this. We need to put a little stamp on there, like the Nintendo seal of approval. This is dope. Unapologetic heat. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's on the that's on the box art. <laughs> uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for the second to last episode of this series of debriefing and cocktails this season i guess i should say we may do something later we may not we don't know but either way it'll be a well-deserved break after no time to die and i would like to thank very much for jarius to take the time out of his busy geeking schedule to come be with us and talk about this here movie jarius do you have anything you want to plug uh, just the Unapologetic Geek Facebook page. Follow that if you're already following it. Tell your friends to follow it. And that's what I got. All right. Sergio, you got anything you want to plug? No, no. We're running long. Uh, if, if you've made it to episode 24, I'm sure you've heard me plug a whole bunch of shit by now. So, Okay. Just well, go back and listen to those. Yeah. Well, closing things. Go listen to Shellheads, The Discussing Who, Dead Scene Kids, Brittany Seagoat is on Twitch somewhere. And stay pretty. <laughs> You're all very wonderful. Debriefing <laughs> <laughs> uh. and cocktail.
You are listening to Keep the Hip, Q-Not, and Break Up Rock. Board for adventure. Your traveling companions are fellow fans of Doctor Who. That's right, it's the podcast Discussing Who, exploring the worlds of Doctor Who, past, present, and future. Find out more at discussingwho.com. Discussing Who. 